You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron and with me is Brian. Brian, how's it going? It is hot. It is hot. You know why it's hot? Because Because we're in Dallas. That's right. We're recording this while we are on site at the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting, which by the time this airs will probably have ended about a week or so ago, maybe two weeks. But um, but it'll still be hot here in Dallas whenever you listen. It will be even hotter. Yes. Because, guys, I don't know if you, you knew, but Dallas turns into the, the surface of the sun <laughs> when, it, when summertime hits. Yes. How do you... Okay, Texans... Legit question. I'm not mocking you. How on earth do you guys do this? I'm a Canadian. I'm used to six months of winter. I understand that. How do you deal with this heat? This is crazy. I live in Florida. I think it's worse here. It is. Well, because it's... I mean, it was bad in Florida as well. Yeah, but well, it, I mean, it's crazy yeah. humid in Florida. Yeah. Crazy humid. I've been, like... I went to Florida once in April for a conference, and it was so so muggy I couldn't breathe and here it's just it's hot it is hot it's so hot but it's not as hot as Phoenix last year I think they're both bad and I'm ready for SBC in Anchorage Alaska (laughs) (laughs) is that asking too much Um, come on well you know hey um, our, our, our our Baptist up in Alaska, come on. Yeah. That's right. Hey, if uh, if anyone who has authority over such things is listening, <laughs> and we know you, you're not, so that's okay. <laughs> but if you are, let's 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 talk about that. Let's see if we can make it happen. Or if anybody has an opportunity for like training or something they need done up in Alaska during SBC next year to give me a reason <laughs> to go up to. Yes, if, if, uh, if, if all the churches in Alaska would like to start the Gospel Project, <laughs> Brian go. will be happy to come and visit you through the month of June in 2019. Exactly. But next year's is in Alabama, isn't it? It's in Birmingham. It's in Birmingham. It's in Birmingham. So it's bad. But you know what I'm really looking forward to? 2020. Because it's in Nashville. Ah, uh, that'll be nice. So, um, I could, in theory, in theory, I could drive home every night. <laughs> in theory. That would be theory. amazing. Hey, you! if you have been uh, tracking with us to this point and have not tuned out because you don't like to hear about the heat, you probably, <laughs> you probably heard a third person kind of checking in a, a little right. bit with That's us. That's right. We Brian, have a guest we have, today. We do have a guest. We have our friend, Dr. Kevin Jones. Hello. And I, it is hot. It is hot. See, we have affirmation. It is hot. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. Yeah. So, so Kevin is the Associate Dean of Academic Innovation at Boyce College. That's correct. I Way to go, it, Aaron Armstrong. There we go. I did it. And he's not. No, there's no cheat sheet in front of him. No, that's there's right. not. That's right. He's looking at a piece of paper. And, I don't know. He got it. That's he right. nailed From that. Good job. Good job, uh, And thank you. I will call you a friend now. We're yes. friends. I love this. This makes me so happy. Brian, yeah, yeah. we're friends. We've been friends a long time. Right? We have. I, I wouldn't be able to say that title, though. But <laughs> I'm taking them off the fridge. But we're friends. Right. No, but we're friends for different reasons. I'm sure there's a good reason That's we have. That's fine. That's fine. But not only not only that, but uh, Kevin is also co-author of an excellent book called Removing the Stain of Racism from the Southern Baptist Convention, um, co-edited with with his colleague at Southern Seminary, Jarvis Williams. That's correct. 
Um, excellent book. If you haven't had a chance to get a copy of that, you really should. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It is published by B&H Academic, yeah. um, which of course is part of the Lifeway family. Yeah. And it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, yeah. Lifeway, of course, wherever books are sold, you can get a copy. So right. do get one. And I'll be doing a lecture series next year in, in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I will be with him carrying his bags. These two are going to, these guys are going to go on the road. <laughs> Yeah. With uh, with with a very special conference there series go, for that, but uh, we're actually not going to be talking about that subject today. Okay. Um, another yeah. time, another time, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah. we are going to talk about actually a really, um, a really interesting, a really challenging yeah. subject, especially for us, for for those of us who want to want to apply the gospel to to every area of life and we're actually going to talk about discipline and, and particularly discipline disciplining our children yeah so yeah. that is so guys the whole idea of of gospel-centered discipline yeah. as parents that's a really hard concept just in general can can let's let's unpack what do we mean by that? Yeah, I think the good starting point is how do those fit? Do they fit together, Ken? Yeah. And, and and if so, how? Yeah, like so the answer. Yeah, so, I mean, the gospel fits everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just. Uh, I think that's why he's a guest in our podcast, right there. There you go. That's it. So we're done recording right now. <laughs> so, uh, so I think I think the gospel is, should be saturated in every, in every part of our lives, right? So it's not a matter of like like does this thing fit with uh, uh, does the gospel fit within this concept but how does this concept fall under the umbrella mm -hmm. uh, of the gospel and as, as the Bible being the final authority in all of our lives you know so I think it's the constant working on and nuancing of of applying the scripture and the gospel to, to, to how we do everything in life especially uh, the formulation of our families and, and the formulation of what we, what we see as discipline mm -hmm. in our families yeah the gospel is everything yeah yeah and yeah. if you want to know more about the gospel, you should, you should just pick up the Gospel Project and use that in your small groups or church. Or and this is why we have Kevin as a guest on our podcast. Is, it's was, a good uh, tool. It's a good tool. That was a lovely unplanned hey. plug. Hey, it's a good tool, bro. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like water. I'll plug water, too, in this heat. So no, drink water and get the Gospel we Project. We really like water. Um, yeah. We also like air conditioning. Um, and But because of the background noise, we had to turn it off. So go. it's really hot in here. Sorry. <laughs> People are gonna people are gonna understand two things so far that it's hot. Yep. <laughs> and the gospel is everything. The gospel exactly. Is everything. That's right. The gospel That's right. Is everything. Okay. So yeah. so we know that the gospel. So because of that, we know that the gospel applies yeah. to this area. Uh -huh. How do we? What is the way that we start yeah. applying it? Yes, I think I want to start big picture. So I think the, the the first thing before we think about how the gospel is applied to discipline. I think we have to think about how the gospel is applied to the family, mm -hmm. and then the and not only you know and the, the individual family is what I'm thinking right now. Each individual home, how is the gospel applied in each individual home, and then how is the gospel applied in each individual small church, and how is the gospel applied in each each entity, uh, each Baptist entity, each organization, each institution, especially of the local church. But then it's back down to the to the family model. Yeah, I think at first the family has to understand how the gospel applies to the family and as well as how the uh, how the family is made up like what's the yeah. structure of the family has a lot to do with how 
each individual family is going to discipline their children. I, let's, I'll, I'll start here with my own family, just you know, background. So, uh, mom grew up, you know, grew, grew up with the, with, primarily with the mother. Uh, my mother and my father were divorced, divorced, and early on, and so uh, she worked multiple jobs in order to uh, just take care of us and to take care of us well. And so, so sometimes her fuse, for lack of a better word, her fuse would be short. You know, so so, so and what, so what I mean by that is she wasn't, you know, belligerent or beating us or anything. She's like, listen, I'm working two jobs. I'm yeah. tired. You know, yeah. well, gospel will be, you know, I'm thinking through the gospel right now, but, you know, the discipline is going to come fairly swift. Yeah. Because, because again, she's exhausted raising four kids yeah. on her own. So, so, so when, I'm, when I'm thinking about how the gospel applies, it's both how the, how the structure of the family. And I'm thinking about we have a number of single moms at our local church. We have a number of families that are made up like mine. You know, my mother, my wife and I, you know, raising the, our, our three kids. And we, we, we co-discipline them mm-hmm. uh, together. My wife kind of passes the baton sometimes. Yep. Uh, our no-no stick, you know, sometimes when I got them, like, hey, look, I'm off right now for a little bit. You take <laughs> up with this, Kevin. You run with it. Yeah. You know, so even as we think about how, how the gospel, how, how discipline meets the gospel in our own homes, I always want to think about how, our, how, the, how the families are structured. And sometimes we may paint broad, may, may paint too broadly with how the gospel, apply, how, how discipline applies under the umbrella of the gospel in our families. And then the second layer of that is just the different personality within our kids. Yeah, yeah. we've talked off off record here uh, a little bit uh, before we recorded just about how our own kids are different. Yeah, yeah I have I have Kennedy, who is the oldest of, of my three, who is uh, a, a, a leader, deliberate, deliberate, analytical, structured, focused person. Tell her something, boom, she's getting it done. Uh, you spank Kennedy, and hey, it's a quick turnaround. I have Kevin, who is eight. Uh, he's loving and compassionate, and the minute you say the word discipline, he is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, Lord, please forgive me. And then I have Carson, who's five, and she is deliberately off the chain. She does what she wants to. <laughs> you know, so we, yeah. even, we even the even the under the umbrella of Meek and I's own our, our, our philosophy of education. I mean, of discipline is so different as it works out with each of our kids. Yeah. yeah, that was a long way to answer that question. No, no, I'm but sorry, it's, but yes, it's, yeah. No, but that's yeah. but that's an important point. Is is that we often want to, and I'm sure we've all made this mistake. Um, on at least one occasion, and probably more than one, at least in my case, yeah. is that we try to treat all of our kids as though they are exactly the same person. Yeah. We, we fall into the fairness trap. Yeah, exactly. But the mo- the but that's right. The least loving thing we can do for our kids is to treat them all equally, exactly, that's right. that's or, right. or fairly in quotation marks. Exactly. Um, instead, we need to we need to discipline them. In the same way that we need to show them like love and affection and, and right. everything else right. in a way that is uniquely tailored to them. That's right, brother. And that's because, as you just said, discipline is a way we express love exactly. to our kids. Exactly. And so we've got to understand that, you know, because my kids will do this quite a bit. I'm sure you guys have it as well, where right. they try to pay, play the fairness card and put that in air quotes again. Yeah. Because they want, you know, if, if we're giving them cookies, they want to be sure that every cookie is the exact same size as the same, yeah. exact same number of chocolate chips in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we've had to have this conversation, you know, well, Caleb, you're six years old. Your, your belly fills up a little bit quicker than Joshua's. He can have a little bit more. He's 13. Right. Right, and so yep. you know, talking about no, the exact sameness is not the good standard of, of fairness. That's right. Yeah, and we would be unloving if we treated you exactly the same way. Right. In 
in in all facets of how we love you and all facets of how we are are tasked with growing you and nurturing you That's as right. individuals and as followers of Christ. Right. Amen. And go ahead, brother. Oh no, um, no, I was just saying, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I'm and affirming. I, and I think the goal of discipline is to yeah, so, so as Mika and I think about, uh, we're going to do another podcast with her. Uh, as Mika and I, I just said that like I like I run this podcast, so I think that I made a note. No, I okay, think cool, I think you. we should I think we should bring her in. <clears throat> and um, and so so as we think about like why we discipline, yeah, it's, it's preparation for life. Yeah. So it's not like preparation so that you we, you can be under the thumb of of the rules we have in our home as much as it is we're thinking about outside the home. And so anytime we discipline, we're engaging our kids. First of all, uh, we have to have, I think, in order to discipline, like standards and rules already set in place. You know, when you think about an official, whether it's football, American football, or soccer game, or whatever, or tennis, there are official rules in place. And when you cross that boundary line, then there's a penalty. Yeah. So I think sometimes when when I, when when Mick and I talk with parents, new parents, about setting up you know, the, the discipline, we always say, say, so what are the boundaries? Like how do the kids know what they can and cannot do? And then are the consequences as clear as yeah. they can be for what the offense is? Right. For example, you, you foul somebody in a basketball game. Cool. You foul somebody in, you know, depending upon where you are, it's a, it's a free throw, one for one, or you get two shots, or if you foul them too hard, it's a flagrant. It's just too much harder than that. You're put out of the game. So yeah. you, you kind of understand the level of the foul. And so we have to have our kids, we think about gospel discipline, we have to have we have to make sure they, under, they understand what it means to cross boundaries and what the issues yeah. are. So we're training Kennedy and Kevin and Carson for life outside the homeless. It's not, it's not about, you know, when you're using the cookie analogy, it's not just about eating too many cookies, but it's about taking things that aren't in your when we tell you you can't have them yeah, yeah. and what that looks like outside and, the Jones home Quit, and right? that's so important because that I mean that's what we're trying to show them is this is how God has worked that's right he's very clear with hey here are here are my laws here are my rules it, I created you and, and yeah I give you these rules and all for love because if you follow my plan you bring me glory and you experience uh, living the way I created you and designed you to be, yeah. and at the same time, if you transcend those, if you sin, here are the consequences. It's very clear, yeah. and so that cause and effect is so important for our kids, especially in our permissive culture. Yeah, that's right. We've got to help them see. No, yeah. this is the the biblical perspective mm-hmm. of of when I need to do what is right and what happens when I do not. Right, right. It's good. Well, and there's there's also just the the other side of it too that. Um, a stubborn refusal to obey yeah. in itself. I mean, Paul Paul points this out as one of the evidences of, of, of human of human depravity and sinfulness. Yeah, yeah. that we um, like. There's this like you look at Romans one. There's this this laundry list of of sin and um, and debauchery, and then sandwiched yeah. in the middle of like murderers and malice <laughs> right. and haters yeah. of God are dis. So being disobedient to your parents. Now, it's really easy to use that as a hammer on your kids, which is like the worst kind of discipline <laughs> right. that you can imagine. But it's it's one of those things that we need to understand is, is that if our kids, if, if sin, human sinfulness is real, which it is, yeah. um, oh, social media proves this every single day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every day, guys. <laughs> every day. And so does the heat there you go. here in Dallas. <laughs> so a tweet about the heat is about as depraved as you can get. There you go. Depends on what kind of words yeah. you use, Brian. Um, but <laughs> let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but but 
if our if our kids are affected by sin in the fall, which yeah. they are, yeah. they're not naturally going to be people who want to obey us. That's right. Yeah. Unless they just so happen to be regenerate from a super early age, yeah. and even then they're still going to struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I think the family, again, affords the, I mean, I think it affords the best opportunity as it thinks about discipline just for what it looks healthy social engagement yeah. for our kids. Yeah. Again, I think, I mean, in every sense we're creating, you know, young, young, you know, young adults to live within within the world mm-hmm. of people. And so, when, again, when we're training on, we're thinking, like, how, how, is, how is Carson, our youngest daughter, going to blossom outside of this home? And how is her natural disposition, her natural bent, her natural giftings from the Lord, how, is, how, how can we help shape that in order to help all of God's people? Yeah. Yep. You know, so, 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 so when we reprimand Carson, it's not as much as about just thinking selfishly about us. And I've seen parents respond this way: I'm tired of you saying that thing. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm dealing with personal things myself. I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah. You done this little thing, which I think is very, very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. No, no. The, the, the better way is, yeah. Okay, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. And I've been tired and frustrated as a parent. You know. Yep. And uh, and I've often found myself this is not the best time yeah. for me to engage my kid and to discipline them, even yeah. though. So sometimes it's like this swift. The, the swiftness that comes along with discipline and sometimes I'm, I'm too angry right now yeah. I know that's sinful I'm too angry not to even engage you yeah and I, and that's I don't wise to step yeah. back and say yeah. this is not yeah oh yeah that yeah. is that, that's, <laughs> that's I mean that's yeah. a place that we have to go a lot in our, at yeah. our oh, yeah. houses that it's like okay I'm and if you're saying if you're hot. asking me right now how I can be angry as a parent have three kids and then we'll talk about it exactly <laughs> <laughs> how can you be angry yeah, yeah and I think this is this is the a struggle for me is to parse this the motivation of discipline and yeah. I think that's a lot about the, the gospel centrality of it as we know we and we've talked about this before in other podcasts that that God's discipline is for our good that's right. yes it's it's not punitive it's restorative that's yes right, right. And that's the same, we should follow that same heartbeat in our parenting and our discipline as parents. That's right. But my sin prevents that at times. A lot right. of times my discipline is punitive. Yeah. I've yeah. got to confess that. Yeah, it's right. because in the heat of the moment, or as you were just saying a minute ago, Kevin, I'm angry because my kids disobeyed and disrespected me. Me! Right. right. How, yeah. They disrespected me. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm not jealous of God's glory that's in that right, moment. Brother. That's right. Brother. I'm jealous in a sinful way of my glory to my shame and I discipline with that right. wrong posture. Yeah, and we and we discipline like, you know, just just to just to, you know, have have a little resounding gong, we discipline for spiritual reasons. Gospel minded families are thinking spiritual values first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, th- we're thinking what what would God how what would God's response be to this issue in this altercation right now, and and we respond right. But that means that a parent, uh, or our guardian, our overseer, has to be saturated with the gospel truth. Yeah, we have to know that. So so sometimes again, so we, we have our process of discipline. But I'm often thinking about you know I'm thinking you know you know Jonah I think is a great example mm-hmm. of uh, <laughs> of God's of God's love and affection. Yeah. He was clear. Jonah, get up, go to Nineveh. Boom. Very, very clear directions from God. He didn't say stop. He didn't say get on the ship. He didn't say, hey, no, I'm telling you where I want you to go. And Jonah disobeyed. And God, he suffered a consequence for his disobedience to God, which we know. But then yep. God restored him, yep. gave him a second chance and said, now, now go. But it wasn't, it wasn't as much as for Jonah's good as it was for a complete city. Yep. God has a deep affection for an entire city. And Jonah, I'm using you. 
to, to go speak to them. And yeah. for us, yes. because we know how to end, it, it leaves off on purpose yeah. with, with him kind of pouting and God's final kind of slap across the face. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what can I save the city because of the animals? Right. I mean, if you don't yeah. care about the people, how about the animals? You yeah. care more about yeah. a plant. Yeah. And it leaves off there, I believe, because that's God's way of saying, this story is not really about Jonah. That's it. It's about you. Right. Will, will you be like Jonah the prophet who went to a people wanting them to perish or we'd be like Jesus the prophet who came to the world who died to save his enemies the people he didn't care about or the the people of the world who didn't care about him and so the question is where am I going to follow in that yeah right that's right that's right so yeah that God's discipline of Jonah is for our good for our good man make it clear Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of things I want to circle back to yeah. um, in this a little bit. So one was uh, we made we did make a reference to uh, to spanking yeah. briefly, and that is a hotly contested issue. Yes. Um, uh, just in society in yeah. general, also among us as believers. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we should um, we one of the things that we should make clear is is that there's no explicit command to or not to in in that instance for some kids it may actually be a helpful a helpful disciplinary action yeah for others it may not be so it's not worth doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um this is one of those places where um i'm bringing that up just so that we make sure that yeah we that, yeah. that people know we want to be respectful of, of that right yeah. that gray area um that, that we live in yeah. Um, we know it's and, a, and, and for it, full disclosure and, and clear, I think we need to also parse that we're talking about um, corrective spanking. We are not talking about abuse and correct. beating and yeah, so right. forth. Correct. Clearly, so, there's a line. Right. Yeah. So let's let's just talk. Let's talk quickly about that yeah. because that because what does that mean? Right. Um, so in our in our home, because um, when our kids were younger we 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 set we with spanking we were not we were not opposed to spanking yeah um, we didn't do it often yeah we did it occasionally yeah but we had we had boundaries around it mm-hmm. so for example um rule number one around it was that um my wife or i could not be angry that's right yeah. brother. when we when yeah. we did if we were running hot <laughs> that no that's yep. just nope yeah, you just cannot do that because it leaves you open. One, one, your heart posture just isn't right. That's right, um, and that's that's reason enough to not to not because even if you can maintain appropriate self control, yeah, um, you may be doing you may be doing it for the wrong. That's reason. right. That's right. Number two is you must have self control. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It's what is what is an appro- is the is the response appropriate? Yeah. Does it does it warrant um, warrant that as your as your your yeah, response? Yeah, we we reserve that for acts of willful disobedience. Yes, that yeah. that was generally yeah. what we did too. Yeah. Um, and but we also found that for for at least one of our kids that it wasn't effective. Exactly. And so that's where where kind of the third third principle that in our house was very effective yeah. was if it's not effective we don't do it yeah we discipline in a way that is effective for our children as opposed to um you know this again this goes back to what we were talking about earlier being being consistent as parents in terms of the expectations of our kids but disciplining them in a way that's appropriate for who they are yeah that's right so um, <clears throat> so that's a long. That's a long caveat, just to say, 
we, you know, we're not pro or against yeah. that, yeah. and we're not trying to weigh into that particular yeah. subject too heavily. And I think we have three different opinions, varying opinions here as, as, as we go through and Absolutely. think about. Uh, so, so I think so. I think discipline starts with. Uh, I think with with the family focused around the Bible. Yes. So di- discipline for us starts at morning. Uh, breakfast. Yeah. When, when we're talking about w- w- whatever it is we're going through for, for our Sunday school lesson uh, in the Gospel Project, I mean, I'll just say this is what, this is what we use. We, we use our Sunday school lesson as morning devotions and as we just think about uh, the Gospel as it relates to whatever it is we're reading through. Yeah. And and then so secondly, we're thinking about discipline as it relates to each individual kid and understanding their personality. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, if you if anybody out there who, who may have played sport, sports, even been a part of a team, you understand and even as a coach, you, you can't respond to each athlete the same way yeah. some athletes are motivated and fired up when you yell at them like get out there and do a good job and then yeah. like that that, that, that that it kindles a fire underneath yeah. them and then the other player you can yell at and, and, it, and it sinks them for the rest of the game yeah. right yeah he and or I, she needs a, an arm around the shoulder yeah and, yeah, yeah. And you, right. need, you need to pull it to the side and say yeah. hey listen sweetheart I'm so yeah I'm so sorry yeah yeah so you, you do that and I think we treat our kids we, we treat them the same way and we have the same philosophy yeah. we have the same philosophy around discipline so as, we, as it relates to our kids when, when it's time for discipline we, we have private conversations hey time, time for us to go to the restroom and have a conversation yeah and discipline for us starts with the conversation yeah yeah. let's address the sin not just what you did let's address the sin and the heart motive and yeah. that's something my wife is just she leads so well with in our home Kevin remember you know you, hey, you remind us the heart issue what's the heart issue what's the heart issue key so, right there key and so yeah. not only are we we're, ta- we're not talking about how you made the parent feel we're talking about how God perceived your actions and how both the unbelievers and believers in our home and around our home, uh, how they perceive that action. And then so it's a conversation followed by maybe a spanking, followed by reconciliation and us coming together to remind them, hey, we we love you to death. We love you to pieces. And it ends, our discipline ends with a hug and with with a firm embrace because that that mirrors God and how how he he loves us. He chases those he loves. We get that. But he he also loves us. His love is everlasting and it's always chasing us in goodness, grace, and mercy shall follow us all the rest of our life. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think, you know, what what you're talking about here, Kevin, is another area where it's it's hard for me to remember this. uh, Yeah. Because I'm sinful and and I'm I'm foolish. Yeah. Uh, But it's so critical that we remember that we, for better or worse, are pattering and stamping on the hearts of our children a view of God. That's right. right. Because as we know, so many times we understand God through the lens of our parents, especially dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that That's is right. so hard for me to remember that long term, as you talked about a while ago, Kevin, that, man, we're just not doing this just for you no. and for us and the family. We're doing this. We're training you. We're discipling you. Yeah. Right. For for how God's going to use you right. to bring Him glory in your life with your friends, with your neighbors, future it career, future spouse, future yeah. kids, this yeah. bigger picture, big picture, and and for me to remember the way I discipline, the way I talk with with my children in that process, the way I restore, the way I, as you were saying, hug them and love them and yeah. affirm why, I need to be careful to do that, yeah, um, with the right heart. Because I'm stamping something about God on their heart. Yeah. It's so hard to remember, but so important. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I think is really important there is the role of repentance. Yeah, that's on, right. That's on good. our parts as parents. Yeah. 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 So some of the most fruitful times in our family have been when I've had to go to 
my my daughters or my son and say, "Hey, I was wrong. Yeah, I I did this in response to this, and it was just wrong. Yeah, um, whether it was I didn't, um, whether I I you know whether I just whether I overreacted, whether I you know said something I shouldn't have or or anything like that um, and not making excuses for it because yeah. then it's questionable uh, yeah. whether or not I'm actually repentant yeah that's right <laughs> um, yeah it's just hey I did this I was wrong will you please forgive me that's right and, and it takes humility yeah. <laughs> that takes that takes a gospel centered parent to say that um, yeah. But that's that's yeah. what we, we're training for life, character training for life, godly spiritual character training yeah. for life, life outside the home, life outside the home. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, um, guys, I think this is probably a good place for us to wrap this yeah. conversation for for today. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on, on, thanks the, for on the show today, man. This is awesome. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, brothers. Yeah, it was great to have you on. Thank you for those shameless plugs about the gospel yes, project. Yes, that was so kind. Uh, and and, and, and so. the offer for me to carry your bags to Alaska next year. Yeah, yeah, I really, right. Listen, really right. appreciate that's, that. That's what I need you for. Yeah. Okay. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> we, are, we are headed to Alaska. That's right. Actually, that's right, right now, it's funny. Right now, as we record this, my parents are on an anniversary trip to Alaska on a cruise. That's amazing. They're actually just scout. I sent them there. I asked them to scout it out for I said, go scout it out for us. We're going to get that. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, thanks again. Um, if you've uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, um, you know, I hope you'll leave a rating and review on iTunes or on whichever podcast listening system you prefer. And um, if you've got a if you've got a question that you want us to answer, or a topic, um, or a topic that you want us to discuss on, on a future episode of the of the podcast, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter, or email us at thegospelproject@lifeway.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Hero of the Story, presented by the Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.